Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we're back. Those of you who follow The Messy Studio know that we have taken some time off this summer because each of us was involved in a major move from the family home in Wisconsin. Rebecca has now moved permanently to New Mexico, and Kara and I are now in Florida. The process of moving is no fun, as anyone who has done it knows. It's hard work physically and emotionally, and there is plenty of stress. But now we are each settled in, and we're happy to be back with producing the podcast. Today is probably going to be a bit shorter while we get back up to speed with thoughts about changing situations and what Rebecca has been seeing in her current work in the studio as well. Of course, with me as always is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Well, it is very good to be back. And as Ross said, we we had to let this go. I think it was the middle of July. Uh, we both just got very wrapped up in what we were dealing with, uh, with moving. And um, so we, we've been continuing to think about the podcast and make some plans. But, you know, Ross, until you got kind of set up with a, a place to record there and get all moved in and everything, things were on pause. And, and for me as well, just so much going on uh, with this really major move. Um, we Yeah, we were trying to produce the podcast in the middle of the move for a while. We and, were. And <laughs> uh, producing out of that, that rented office space. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, it got very complicated. Audio quality was diminishing. Um, it's still not quite where I want it. The uh, the recording booth is still under construction here in Florida. Um, I got it about half finished right now. So uh, it's going to be a little bit echoey until I finish putting up the, uh, the audio tiles uh, on the walls. But um, at the end of this, we should have a, a much better recording situation. Oh. Um, I should have a, a much better booth on my end, and uh, we, sh- we should be able – now we, we both have a uh, high-speed internet, which was always a challenge for us mm-hmm. um, in producing this podcast. And we're, we're hoping that with the new situation, we're going to be able to bring on more guests, be able to do more Skype and Zoom calls and things like that. Um, because we do have access to better internet now. Um, so I think that there's going to be a lot of positive changes about the, the new setup. Right. So, so we are, we are sort of launching a new era here, we hope. So <laughs> thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, and we hope that everybody had a good summer and, um, and looking forward to, um, the, the new season here. Um, I, I'm all settled into New Mexico. I've been painting and enjoying, um, being here. This, this is the place where Don and I have been coming in the winters only, and now we'll be here permanently. And the summer now seems kind of like a blur to me. It was, uh, for myself about eight very intensive weeks um, from the time I got back to Wisconsin until I came back to New Mexico, Don's still there working on uh, wrapping up his stuff. And but that that eight weeks uh, during that eight weeks, I did not paint. <laughs> it seemed like all my normal habits kind of you know fell away. It was just every day get up and figure out what needs to be done and do it. Um, and one of my friends here said to me, well, you, you realize that moving is one of the uh, top 
stressors that's often listed in, you know, those lists of stressful life events. <laughs> so, right, right. I, I, yeah, what are the other ones? Um, getting married, uh, uh, having a child. Uh. Yeah, right, right. You've got a couple of them, too. And I mean, the really the really negative ones haven't happened. I mean, the really sad ones. Uh, the, yeah, but, I, you know, thank God we haven't had a, a death in the family. Right. Um, Although I did, you know, there's there's definitely ones that we've that we've avoided that would have been, yeah, um, you know, tremendously negative, life changing things. And when you pile that on with all of the things that are mostly positive, but are still incredible stressors and incredible sources of anxiety in life, um, right? It would have been very difficult if thing if if we had, uh, you know, suffered a death in the family like so many people did. Yes, um, yeah, and and it's it's interesting that even the positive stressors <laughs> add up because right. because they do drain your energy and your focus and they they require a lot of um energy i i mean there were many days during the process of moving when i just thought i'm just so exhausted from making decisions and the emotional impact of Go just going through every possession that I have, <laughs> right, in, right, in the house and in the studio, um, and and it was almost you know I think back on like a like a life review you know this is your life yeah in in one in in several thousand possessions this is your life yeah and and in some ways it's it's kind of freeing or um, cathartic to go through that process but it's also incredibly emotional and stressful and uh, you know in terms of of loss um you know we we didn't have a family member pass but we did have a friend of ours uh, yeah pass yeah I was the, I was the, thinking of that yes in June yeah yes Jim and and um you know we were I I, I think we mentioned it um, you know, before we, we went on break, but we were very blessed to have, um, you know, an interview with, with Jim in, in, uh, the final days of his life. And, uh, um, we do have that audio that's, we're going to release, um, in the near future, right. uh, ahead of, ahead of releasing the video. Yeah. That was, that was Jim Sherbarth who died in June. And yeah, we, yeah, we, I think often of that final visit and how moving that was, and oh gosh, and and yeah, that that was at the beginning of the summer. Um, it his service actually is this weekend, and it's just it, the whole that whole era has been a sadness and a weight that you know to lose somebody so special. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um. The loss also of just a lot of things that were meaningful, uh, you know, back to sort of possession type things, but things like uh, having to get rid of a lot of photographs and, and letters and books. And, and of course, um, in my case, artwork um, was a huge big deal. And I think probably worthy of its own podcast that... Um, that process of um, dealing with the studio, which I had occupied for the studio for about 30, over 30 years, maybe 33, 34 years. Um, the house was a bit longer, actually. We were in the house for 43 years, but the studio was, was absolutely packed and crammed and, you know, uncovering what was in there and then trying to figure out what to do with it all 
you know, I look back on it and I think, how how did that even happen? I mean, it was the first time I walked in there and thought, okay, this is a job. Um, and then it just kept unfolding from there. And and every time I'd like think, well, maybe I've got a handle on this. And then I uncover some other corner that was full of stuff. And it it really was um it was amazing. And it's kind of unbelievable that we actually managed to achieve it, to be honest. It is. The, the, the going through all of your work and then uh, everything in the house as well. Um, I know. I mean, it was uh, looking back on it, it's uh, it was it was a it was an undertaking that we I, I don't think any of us really understood. I mean, we knew it was going to be a big job. <laughs> right. But uh, the the scope of it, I think, was it like you couldn't really comprehend it until you're in the middle of it yeah and then and then it's like well we gotta just get this done i know i i often had that thought because i look back at my my rather innocent uh approach to it when i before i we even came back to wisconsin and you know here in new mexico getting ready to leave and i actually brought you know little projects with me to do because i thought well i'll have some free time and i brought you know i was going to update all my financial stuff and i was going to i actually brought two panels that i was going to paint on and gosh what were you thinking <laughs> i know because at some point i looked at those panels sitting there in the studio and i had not touched them because I just didn't have the focus or the space because right away. I mean, looking back on it, what what were we thinking? Trying to continue the podcast through that whole thing. <laughs> I, I mean, it, we had this attitude like, oh, well, we'll be able to, you know, it's it's just a couple hours of our lives, you know, a week, and and we'll be able to keep doing it. And it's, <laughs> I mean, the the amount of of things that we had to deal with, and then to to take a break to record a podcast and then produce and edit it, like it just it wasn't. It, it wasn't a thing that was going to happen, you know. We yeah, were and just I, in complete denial about about how much we had to accomplish in a short period of time. Yeah, and it did get more intense towards the end, much more intense, and that's when we let this go for a while. And I think that was a that was a healthy decision. I mean, sometimes yeah. you just got to say, you know, our listeners will stay with us, and they're you know right. we we tried to let people know what was going on, and we didn't just disappear. Um, so well, and things were just because of like the economic situation um, that's going on right now. It, it became uh, there were things that that should have in our minds were going to be easy that were not. You know, like like just getting a hold of a moving truck. And yes, you you struggled with that one. Yeah, yeah. I uh, to to move to rent a, a moving truck from uh, Wisconsin to Florida would have been five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And I actually concluded that it was a it was a better economic financial choice to go buy a truck. Um, and I I looked at a couple of panel trucks and and it, to get like a, a moving truck in decent condition, like a full size moving truck, probably would have been about that same five thousand um, dollars. And then of course you got to pay gas and everything. Um, but I was a little bit concerned about. Uh, what to do with this vehicle once we got down to Florida. And so I ended up purchasing a cargo van uh, for like $2,000. I got, I got an incredible price on it. I, I got it from a, uh, an HVAC company in Eau Claire um, and got really, really lucky. Yeah. Um, that was a really a good thing that just solved. Oh my goodness. Problem. Was that thing ever <laughs> useful for us? Yeah. We yeah. used it to haul artwork. We used it, 
uh, to haul, uh, you know, large pieces of equipment that we had to sell or get rid of. Uh, we got so much use out of that beyond what we would have with a with a panel truck. Yeah, I think that's um, called I think that's called thinking outside the box, and that was really yeah that was very but good. The downside, <laughs> the, the downside then was I couldn't fit everything that we owned into this into this panel van or into this like cargo van uh, to to move down to Florida. So I ended up having to do three trips with that cargo van mm-hmm. uh, from Wisconsin to Florida, and then I did a a, a trip in my. Um, my like station wagon type vehicle with with the pets and the and the house plants, right? Uh, which was <laughs> that was an adventure in itself. I bet. And uh, yeah, yeah. And the pets, the pets. I was very concerned about their health during that that travel because none of them wanted to um, to get out and use the facilities, so to speak. Um, and so very quickly, and they didn't want to eat either. So it became, I have to get them down there as quickly as possible for their, for their health. And, uh, yeah, that, that trip, um, between, uh, Wisconsin and Florida, uh, normally takes about 24 hours. And I think I did it that time in 18. <laughs> um, and no, and, and no uh, speeding tickets, I guess. Yeah, no speeding tickets. I mean, I did. I don't speed through the state of Illinois with Wisconsin plates. Uh, for people in Wisconsin, <laughs> they understand that, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, the uh, the that drive was was something else. And then I I did it three more times in the in the van. Yeah, and uh, and the return trip as well. Yeah, um, I did fly back once because I was taking two vehicles, so I had to I had to fly back once. But, um, but yeah, the the amount of driving and and to do it all in the, in the course, I think I did it all in two weeks. Um, I think I think that's what what you just said there goes a long way to explaining why we were not podcasting during that time. Yeah, I mean to try to podcast, I would have been podcasting out of like the van. You no. know, would have had a microphone set up in the back of the van. I guess. I mean, it's. Yeah, and what what uh, would you it, even say? I mean, you know, I th- I would have said I'm very tired, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think I think the thing that really you know hit me about this whole episode of moving was the amount of focus it took that took everything away from other things, and and I needed yeah I needed to keep um you know going with Cold Wax Academy, and that was fine, right, but right, that, but that was that was about all the extra brain that I had, you know. <laughs> It just it, anyway. I I think for anybody who's who's looking at this, who's done it, who's got it in their future, um, you know, from the other side of having done it, absolutely worth it. I'm you know really glad to have done it, but um, but wow, just be prepared. I don't know. Maybe people, yeah. maybe a lot of people, you know, if you move more often, you probably don't have as much stuff. Uh, this was a right. this was a case of, of you know the family home that was bought in like the late seventies and you know it's just there were there were relics around from that time actually and um, it just well, it was and, amazing and, and and you had you were lucky in that you already had been in the house in New Mexico for a while I mean when you guys moved in there you had a bunch of construction essentially that you had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In order to to make that place livable, and Kara and I are kind of in the same situation as that down here. Um, you know, we've we've managed to move all of our stuff, 
but we've there are a number of things that the house has needed before we can really get settled in. So we're still in that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we did a, a bunch of landscaping and construction in the backyard in order to finish fencing the backyard. Um, the backyard had been about a third of the yard had been consumed by jungle, which had to be <laughs> removed. Um, and, uh, and, and we now have some issues with the flooring in the house that we need to fix. Um, we were, we were going to battle with, uh, with the bugs here because when, when something is unoccupied for a month or two, um, particularly in Florida, the, the bugs will tend to move in. So when we moved in here, we actually had fire ants in the house. Oh, um, I didn't know that. And, uh, and. Yeah, so we we've now got the insect situation under control. We've got the the backyard finished. We're working on um, getting somebody to fix the floors here. Um, but uh, but there, I mean, there's a number of these projects that are preventing us from really getting settled in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and so it's that's going to be a process. And then there's there's going to be this transitionary period, which I think we're kind of in now, where we're trying to get back into. The projects, you know, you're getting back into your your work, your artwork. I'm trying to get back into the audio production, um, and it's uh, that that transitioning back into normal work mode is is going to be a challenge as well. Yeah, I I hear you. I I think that's yeah. The focus has been elsewhere for quite some time, and and I I found you know when I brought all this stuff back from Wisconsin. I did, you know, in, in the process of clearing out the studio, I did keep stuff. I kept quite a few paintings. Um, and I, you know, I managed to sell or donate or give away a lot of stuff, but I still brought a lot. So I, well, I, and it's amazing when you start unpacking and you start thinking, did I really need to bring this? I know. <laughs> you, know you went oh. through all this effort to pack it up and haul it across the country. That is so and true. Then, <laughs> then you start unpacking. You're like, did I, did I really need to bring this? That is so true. And so, yeah. And and I look at my studio here now, which which before, I mean, it was fairly new studio and it was kind of open and spacious for a long time. It's not that way anymore. There are piles everywhere. <laughs> And so it's it's a little daunting to me to try to figure out, you know, how to get it back into a real working shape. Um, it's not terrible, and I I'm planning some storage for some of the paintings, but it's it's changed. You know, it's a different situation now, and I feel that uh, that kind of you know transition there as well. Um, it's been interesting for me um, in the work itself because. One of the things that happened over the summer was there was no time to just sort of process. I felt like I I went into sort of a numb kind of mindset of just like every day I got to do what I got to do. And I didn't, even though it was emotional and there was a lot of uh, difficult decisions going on, it wasn't until I actually hit the road that I started to really um, think about all this. And I drove out here by myself for, it took three days um, because Don still has a lot of stuff back there to deal with. So I had this long road trip by myself and I started to, I think, just think about um, what what the summer had been like and what, what it was like going forward. Like there was a very definite sense of relief of having shed all this stuff um, and, and on to a new situation. Uh, but that whole sort of, for me, I always have to process things through my work, through my art. And so I did 
start painting again pretty quickly once I got back, even though the studio was a bit chaotic with all this stuff. And there was, you know, stuff just sort of stored in there that <laughs> didn't belong there, but had been, you know, just unloaded there when, when different trips came back here uh, over the summer. So I had to like deal with all that, but I did start painting pretty quickly. And it's been really interesting. Um, you know, what I've, what's come out of my work. And I would say just a couple things and I, I may end up, you know, talking more about this uh, in another podcast, but what I, what I realized I wanted for my work was more um, complexity of surface. So I started working on these pieces that I just allow more almost random things to happen. I know they're not random, they're intuitive but trying not to refine quite as much. And it's not true for all the paintings I'm doing, but that sense of sort of underlying chaos is coming out in a few paintings that it's just reflective of the <laughs> the mind, the way things were this summer in the mind and the emotions. Um, and I've also noticed this odd sort of composition thing, which is different in that in almost every painting, there's there's two separate areas of focus. So there's, you know, two areas of visual weight. And I didn't plan that. Um, it's it's a, uh, an unconscious, I think, expression of being in these two different places and the, the interaction between them. And so I think it's sort of turning into a series. And the name of the series that I came up with is Place to Place, <laughs> Because the, mm. the idea of place has always been important in my work, the, the reflection of, you know, my surroundings. And so there's been two places. And, and over the summer when I was in Wisconsin, that was the place. You know, I didn't, when I thought about New Mexico, it was kind of vague, really. It was, you know, even though I'm very familiar with it here, uh, with what life is like at our new place, it just faded away. I was in Wisconsin and it was... It, you know, in the moments when I could reflect or walk or appreciate, it was very beautiful, very beautiful and green and and all the personal history there. And then coming here where it's it's all very new and even though, you know, somewhat familiar, we've been here off and on for, I think, five years now. Um, and I have friends and our house is, is nice. It's set up but it still feels like a new phase because to actually live here and let go of that past. So anyway, there's been a lot of transition um, that's been, you know, feeding my work. And I, I find it all really interesting in that way. Um, but I think, I think for anybody going through these kinds of big changes of moving, there's that the adjustments are intense. I mean, you know, you don't, you have so many things to learn about the new place. Um, in your case, um, it's all new. You got to make friends, and you got to figure out what's what's the right place to go for this and that. You know, <laughs> what's the right store? What's the right place if you have to deal with something? Um, and just finding your way around it. I mean, it's it's overwhelming, and so it's it's got to take some time and process um, because it. It's there's so much that goes on inside, you know, and there's the outer stuff that's practical. But we have been uprooted, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's it's such an emotional experience too. And you're you're 
when you're when your your roots are all in another place and you're you're literally being uprooted and you don't have that that support structure around you anymore. Yeah. You don't have I mean, back in Wisconsin, you know, I had my guy for everything. Yes, you did. You know, if if, if I needed something, I knew the person to call. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's been, you know, a, a, a very uh, unsettling experience to to land somewhere and to not have your guy anymore for or your person, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, for, yes. For car repairs or for computer work or. Um, you know, anything that you need, it's suddenly, well, I have to go find my person for this now. Yeah, I've, I, um, I've been experiencing that, too, because some of the things, I realize that some of the things that I would uh, normally see somebody about, I would sort of wait till I was back in Wisconsin because I knew where to go. <laughs> and now, you know, here, uh, yeah, I just bought a new phone and I, I didn't go to my guy at the Verizon store in Eau Claire. I went to Taos and it was all fine. And I got the phone, but it, it's just, yeah, that whole thing of, um, yeah, figuring all that stuff out again. It's it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Th- things like banking, you know, I like, in Wisconsin, there was my, my local credit union branch where I walked in the door and everyone knew who I was. Right. I was on a first name basis with everyone who worked there. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, not the case here. Yep, and car repair. You had your guy you always went to who did such a good job. Yeah, I've been, and been going to that guy for, totally, for 10 years Totally at least. trust yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, so you have to establish your whole uh, milieu, your whole surroundings again. And It is interesting, though, because we, we've both moved to small towns. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your town is, is really actually a small town. Yep. Um, and the place where I live now um, is it doesn't seem like a small town, but it is um, at, at any given time. This city has somewhere between, you know, 100,000 and half a million people. But there's only 20,000 permanent residents. It's all tourists. And yeah, exactly. It's there's 17 million tourists a year. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I mean, right there, and, that's yeah, a very so- strange environment. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's, I mean, it is a tourist town, yeah, you know, yeah. Which it means that there's tons of opportunity. I mean, every one of those tourists is coming here and spending money, and so there's there's a lot of money to be made here, and there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of people to meet, a lot of networking opportunity because there's all these people coming from all over the world here. Yeah. Um. So it's a, it's an incredible place to be, um. But it's also a small town. It's it's a it's a town that's smaller than the city where I spent most of my time. Uh, Eau Claire back in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's actually a much smaller community. Um, and so there's a sense in that, in which everyone kind of knows everyone. It, it's, you know, we, uh, we'll be buying furniture off a of Craigslist and it'll be somebody who we actually kind of know, uh, you know? Right. <laughs> when we show up. Oh, okay. Well, we know so-and-so. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's or, interesting. Uh, we, yeah. Um, the, uh, the person that's been changing my oil down here, I found out when we did, uh, when we did some, some construction, when we built the fence in the backyard, um, I went and knocked on the person who I share the, the back property line with. I went and knocked on their door. It turns out that this person is the, the, the person that changes my oil, <laughs> you know, and we share a property line. We didn't realize this at first. Yeah. Um, well, there's, you know, there, there's all these little connections that I, it's, it's really incredible, you know, when you, when you live in a small town 
and it's there's a, a feeling of comfort around it mm-hmm. in that everyone kind of knows each other and uh, there's also a feeling in which everyone's kind of in each other's business. So. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I hope that you enjoy the good aspects of that. I, I definitely feel that in, in Dixon where I live. It's, it's just, um, it does feel comforting. It feels like there, you know, there are people that I connect with over and over and it just, I don't know, it's a different, very different sense um, of community and and it feels uh, it feels good to me um, to be in that now at this especially for me at my stage of life being older and yeah just having having us just a more solid feeling about people around me um, uh, in general I mean I of course I had yeah. I had dear friends I left behind in Wisconsin but the sense of community where there's there's a feeling of sort of a structure there that works um, is is something that I didn't really have in Wisconsin. I mean, I had dear friends, of course, but just this uh, sense of connection is to the community is well, really it's, nice. It's interesting. I think I, I know my, my immediate neighbors here better than I've ever known neighbors anywhere else I've ever lived. <laughs> well, that, that sounds good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, it's 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 been uh, it's been quite a journey here. So, do you have any final thoughts for this episode to kind of wrap it up? I know we've been kind of just rambling on here for about a half hour, <laughs> right? But. We have this. We meant this one just to be kind of casual and and just to chat a little bit about you know the changes and that we are back. We have ideas and um, we're excited to be back, and we hope that. Um, everybody's going to stay tuned um, for what we've got coming up. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.